Blog Talk Radio. This is the year of the soldier. This is, you know, stand up or, or fall back. You know, I don't really have time to be worried about whether you fuck with me or whether you don't. You know, I, I own a brand called Zero Fucks. Like, do you think that I give a fuck whether you fuck with me or not? I fuck with you. We have a million other things that we could be talking about, we could be doing, and right now I think that my duty is to other human beings. You don't gotta fuck with me, I fuck with me. You know what I'm saying? These people that buy my brand, they fucks with me. You think that I see because you're in such pain that you see, you, you think that everybody sees how much in pain you are. Because I'm, I'm coming out a little bit stronger this year. Like, I'm guillotining everybody. People that are coming to me to help, healing, they literally stay right here. All right, y'all, I'm here. I know I tell the truth, Tuesday is late, but you know duty calls. <clears throat> we are in the midst of releasing the seventh book and in releasing a lot of other shit. So the show tonight is called Transitions. Today is August 15th, technically Wow Wednesday, but it's still Tell the Truth Tuesday, 2018. The show is called Transitions. And, you know, in order for you to ascend, we have to go back, we have to trace steps and perhaps right wrongs and live freely. And I, I definitely want to put out there that what I do will never be influenced <clears throat> by what you did to me. So, I mean, like, you could have done me the dirtiest, rottenest, worst shit on the planet, and it might be on my spirit to still bless you because that's the type of motherfucker that I am. Um, and what's a blessing to you might have been nothing to me, you know, to do, just a phone call, a couple of dollars, whatever. So, you know, I I always look at my mama, and my mother was very appropriate, you know, so she was always the person that if you didn't have the money to finish paying for a party or, you know, finish making your kids Christmas or whatever, my mother, even though she, the crazy shit is, even if she didn't have it, you would have never known. And she always tried to bless other people that way. So I never grew up in a home where we put so much emphasis on the building and the structure of a church or the church because our church was envisioned every single day in the house. And so, you know, because of my mom, I know what to say and when. I know what to wear and when. You know, my mother actually, for my book, first book signing with Cliff Camp and I'm down in Atlanta, Georgia in 2013, you know, she actually styled me from the jewelry all the way down. You're talking diamonds and everything else, and um, vintage dress, you know, Phyllis Hyman vibes. And, you know, I also know, you know, when to walk away to save my sanity and when to stay because of yours. So don't ever fucking forget the latter two sentences, which means that, you know, people, you know, I posted something today on my Instagram, which I actually made open. Um, So for those of you that lurk and you listen, you know, you guys, whatever the fuck you thought it was, it's not. 
you know, you guys can follow me at miss.d.scott. My page will be open until one of you motherfuckers pisses me off or I feel uh, insecure in the in the sense of you are threatening me or there's, you know, something going on and then I'll lock it back down or I get like an overwhelming sense of like fuckery going on on my page. Because, you know, people get friendly with you, you know, on the Internet. Mm. And every now and again, you got to let motherfuckers know, like, I don't know what the fuck you thought it was because I like a picture of yours and you like a picture of mine. I got a whole dude, Thanos, the god of death, that will rain down supreme on all y'all motherfuckers. So I would just prefer that you don't, you know, just be nice. Like, he gets it. You know, he don't, you know, my dude don't trip off. You know, oh, somebody liked their picture or whatever, whatever. I might trip because I feel like a lot of shit is inappropriate because I know how sneaky we as women are. And so I don't have the type of relationship where we be tagging each other on every little thing and, you know, doing all that weird shit because now what you've just done is put a detonator on this motherfucker's back, my back, and then every little thing. And, you know, I've ended, and I told you all this, you know, several years ago, that I ended a relationship based on one of my fans sending me a photo of my significant other at the time in another state, you know, doing some shit he ain't had no business doing. And I'm just like, bro, this Internet shit is real. Like, you know, I just, you know what it is, I just don't want to be embarrassed. You know, I don't want none of you bros coming to me telling me something about my dude that I don't know. You know, because it happens, because I've been that girl and I've been the girl that, you know, has inflicted the pain. So, you know, The show is called Transitions because, you know, something very important uh, and monumental happened within my family, and I say my family, me, and my extended family as well. And um, it's just one of those things that I, I had to explain to my son that, you know, there are two things that I stop everything for, and that's life and death. So the birth of something and the death of something. And so if you see me canceling plans and doing all these things, 100% of the time it's not because of finances. It's because cause I'm a planner. You know, I, I, I'm a good broad. I, I I will plan some shit out 44 years in advance. And um, so there, there were some things that went on within my family that were transitional. And so, you know, my son didn't understand that, and I had to talk to his godfather, Saladin, and he's like, you know, he's 14, so he doesn't understand, you know, life, death, marriage, funeral. He doesn't He doesn't understand that. He said, you could be laying on the floor with your bones sticking out your fucking leg, and he going to still ask you, are we going for our run in the morning? Because I've deemed myself to be invincible to my son and to the people that are around me, and I'm not. And so that resonated with me. So, you know, if you guys go on my page at Mr. I took my son shopping today to kind of make up for um, what was getting ready to come. Um, And so, you know, in my family, we're no stranger to weddings, funerals, and just, you know, babies and things like that. It's just that some of these things happen all of a sudden. And so... Part of transitioning is knowing that. And I'm going to say some shit because, you know, you know, it's funny because a lot of guys and a lot of girls, when they talk about shit or they talk about bitches or they talk about Negroes and shit like that, it's because they care. When I talk about this shit, it's because I don't care anymore and I've probably held it in 
so bad, you know, and for so long that it's just kind of like if I'm speaking on it, it doesn't have any positive or negative connotation on me anymore. I don't give it that much power. And so part of transitioning is understanding that you just had a 25-year high school reunion and you didn't show up because you were tending to your raging Reiki class, which is at the old Niagara Falls High School room, 422, um, and usually there's someone there to be able to usher you up the elevator to get there. And I just felt such a great sense of purpose this week in the sense of August 11th apparently has been a very important date for me. And it's the day I launched this show. Um, it was the day Robin Williams died, and y'all know I'll talk about that for eternity. It's the day that I dropped the Pookie Chronicles, which is a book that's available on Amazon and Kindle, which the cover art I am so proud and just amazed at because, I, I you know, I love art. So I'm always going to pick the guy that might not be in the gallery just yet. I'm always going to pick the girl whose drawing is not maybe perfect, but I can see her doing something for me that's original. And it's still cost effective because I try to get them when they're still cheap, bro. I ain't going to front. Sue Sai, the Asian chick, and I talked about her on the show before. She did Wale's cover to, um, I want to say it was to Bad. And it was a picture, it was a cartoon picture of a girl with the X's over her boobs when broads started going around putting, you know, duct tape on their titties with the X. And she was, you know, acting like she was shooting her brains out, but it was really hearts that came out of her head. That was done by artist Sue Sai. And since then, I followed her work, and she actually has a gallery uh, situation going on at the Bowery. I want to say it's like 29 Bowery or something like that in New York City. So if you guys are going to be in Afropunk uh, this weekend, this this next weekend coming up, you know, check her out. I think she's there till the 27th, 28th, something like that. But just things like that. So August 11th, uh, 2014, I launched Bar Talk Radio with my show, Who the Fuck is D. Scott, which will stay in your lane. Uh, and if you go back, I have obviously now over 225 episodes, so we stayed the course. Um August 11th was also the day that I dropped the Pookie Chronicles, which that book came out of Women Empowerment. And basically that book was a book that I had actually ghostwritten for someone else because, yeah, you know, it's it's funny because y'all assume that because I'm not talking about it, I'm not being about it. And if I don't do nothing else in this lifetime, I'm going to get to the money. As long as I'm healthy and, and I'm okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get to the money, you know. So I was paid a stipend to ghostwrite somebody's book. It was a piece of shit in my Mike Tyson voice. And I had such a difficult time doing that book, ghostwriting it, that I actually became more choosy with the projects that I chose, even though you're talking about paying me racks. I'm talking about I could have went and bought a Toyota Corolla with what he paid. I went to New Orleans instead, but still, you know, so... Because I, I, I don't want your royalties. I don't want any of that. I own the publishing company, that I, the publishing entity, I'll say, that, you know, I, I own everything except for who prints the books based out of North Carolina. So part of the transition with that is knowing that August 11th, you know, the Pookie Chronicles came out based upon the fact that the guy that I ghostwrote the book for tried to steal my work. He tried to change my work. Um, it's illegal and was not in his contract. So the file blew up 
I retrieved it. Told, sent, you know, the cease and desist letter. Uh, collected my money and reprinted the book as the Pookie Chronicles. I've had that book done probably about 24 hours, and basically the book was just the same book, names changed, because I wrote your book anyways, right? So it's my work. And as women, I was watching Beyonce today. I'm eating mango, just so y'all know. Dipped in the red wine because it keeps the red wine chilled. And, of course, I'm drinking a Malbec. Keeps the red wine chilled without being ghetto. I'm putting ice in your uh, red wine, which should be kept at room temperature. So, Kalika Law, amazing artist. He was named by Time Magazine as Harlem's photographer, Harlem's photographer. And um, he came out with a movie some years back called Field Niggas. My son and I went to Brooklyn just to see this. We ran into Ralph Scott, all those guys. Well, Kalika Law has done it again. And part of his transition was he went to Jamaica and he watched his grandfather pass. Um, he did this in a film called Black Mother. And I urge you guys to Google it, find it. It's nominated for some awards. It's called Black Mother. Now, Kalik watched his grandfather die, buried him. It's very gritty. So Kalikala also worked on the Lemonade Project, but just so y'all know, the Six Degrees of Separation, which really I always tell y'all for me is one, Kalikala also shot the cover of the book, The Pookie Chronicles, for me. So the image that you see on the front cover, that's some of his work that was actually featured in Time Magazine, and the image that you see on the back is some of my work. So I'm just really blessed. And, you know, for him to go through that transition to – go back to Jamaica and watch his grandfather pass. And then when you watch Black Mother, um, it's an hour and 17 minutes long, I believe. It's just, it's it's very artsy. It's very um, gritty. I loved it just because I'm a realist and I'm the realist. So, yeah, I'll check it out. So part of the transition in that was the way that I looked at it was that it was a double-edged sword. So you're watching your grandfather die, but at the same time you're watching women give birth in Jamaica with no health care, with no help, with no husband. He tapped into the prostitution market that was going on in Jamaica, and that was part of the transition. So, you know, wherever there is death, there's always going to be life. And so something has to give, and death is really just a transition. So when I hear people talk about La Nina Blanca and Santísima Muerte, and they, which Santísima Muerte literally means holy death, that's, that's how we all hope to go, right? Like we hope that if we're going to pass, that it's going to be the holiest of death, that the gods are not going to look down upon us and make it, you know, this horrible death and, and, and we're made to suffer. And I've watched people suffer. And... um so this show is about transitions, and one of the hardest transitions that I had to make was in love, okay? And, you know, it's crazy because everybody's reposting this thing that Jada Pinkett said about love, right? And probably earlier that day or the day before, I had posted something on unconditional love, and if you follow me, you know what I feel about unconditional love. 
It only exists from parent to child because if I love you and you're my dude, there's conditions. Like, hey, please don't fuck other girls. Hey, please don't eat ass and eat other bitches' pussy. Like, those are conditions placed on my love based upon your level of respect and your love for me. Okay? So when you say that you want this unconditional love, baby girl, you know that means that that hurts. I don't fucking want that. You know, I, I don't want you looking at me sitting in a pile of shit and just think, oh, my gosh, she's so beautiful. Nigga, I stank. <laughs> I stank. Help me. You know, so unconditional love does not mean that I have to wade through all these waters with you and all this other shit. But unconditional love may mean that you look at someone that used to be your sister and her sister and their sisters, and y'all don't even speak. And... There is a level of respect there that says that, you know, I understand that perhaps you are hurt and maybe you understand that perhaps I'm hurt, but I'm not interested in continuing that cycle at this time. And that if there's anything that you ever want to talk to me about or need to speak to me about, you know, my websites or whatever, because maybe you don't have the number, whatever, it's not even an olive branch. It's just, it's a sisterhood. And I feel like a lot of us black women be so quick to forgive the Negroes that did us wrong, but we won't forgive our friends for slighting us. And so I've never been that bitch. I've never been that broad that said like, hey, you know, I'm going to forgive this dude, but I'm not going to forgive you. Because, you know, dudes come and go, but let's be clear, your, your, your female friends come and go sometimes too. And I've been very lucky that I really haven't had that issue because, my friends, for the most part, know not to speak about me publicly. They know not to, because you don't know. And with me, it's always a crapshoot. You don't know what the fuck I'm doing right now. You don't know what I'm embarking on. You don't know if I'm getting married. So the fact that, you know, everyone this, you know, this last week and this last seven days was very shocked because I posted a picture of my fiance and I, and it's like, bruh, like, you know, how could you be shocked and uh, for the last, you know, seven, eight months, like if you paid attention to the pictures, a grown-ass man's arms, legs, head, half of his body, I'm just a little private, you know. Um, how could you not know? Like who the fuck do you think was taking the pictures, bruh? And I fuck with psycho-ass dudes that be like, that picture is so amazing. Who the fuck took that picture? the fuck's going on you know so I, I always pride myself in the fact that my men are not dumb they not with the shits and I'm not gonna be able to just get away with like oh you know I just I asked a stranger nah these was carefully orchestrated photos so it's kind of like you know and, and, and I, I posted this picture because the audacity of some of you cats like kills me like so you just think that I'm just walking around positive I got edges, just basic shit that y'all ask for, edges, eyebrows, you know, my stomach ain't too fat. You know, this is basic stupid shit that y'all asking for. It's not even ethereal. And you just thought that I was just walking around out here with no armor on? You you just thought that just nobody loved me at all? And, you know, it's very unfortunate for those cats that thought that because, you know, I have a lot of dudes that they see me like on a regular day-to-day basis and they don't realize the impact that I have on other men, on other women, okay, or on relationships or on couples. And they just think like Denise is just going to always be here and that's, 
You know, she just loved me so much. Motherfucker, I will never love you more than I love me. I don't give a fuck what the fuck I told you. Whether it was in the throes of passion, whether it's all a transition. And as I ascend and keep continuing, you know, honoring my divine path, you either with me or you're not. So everybody has to stay in their lane, and that's why that whole book was written is because, you know, when you're not staying in your lane, that's how you get your fucking feelings hurt. So I had to realize that a lot of the lanes that I was in was maybe going too slow or it was going too fast. And so I had to transition much like you would do a stick shift, okay, which I learned to drive when I was 16, 15, and get in another lane. And if those people that want to be in your life, they want to catch up, that's cool. Or if you want to slow down and try to help them, that's cool. But under no circumstances at any given fucking point in time is there a shortage of motherfuckers that love me. There is never a shortage of that. I have made sure that people was good when they didn't give a fuck if I was breathing or not. I have made sure that my mother's legacy lives on, even if you don't. I have made sure that my son is going to be okay and that he knows that if I'm introducing somebody into a situation, this person came to help, not harm. And this person, if they love me, they love you too. You know, a lot of these girls will never ascend and you guys will never transition into the role that you're supposed to be in, whether it's mother, whether it's wife, or any of these just basic earthly roles. You'll never transition into them when you continue to be petty, when you continue to listen to low vibrational shit, and when you continue to bash other women or other men that you put your motherfucking mouth on. Because y'all think that I just be talking about the dudes. No, 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 no. I talk about you women too because I don't understand this level of deceit. You can't come tell me nothing about no girl in Niagara Falls. You just can't. You can't tell me nothing about no girl in Niagara Falls. Because, A, if I don't know her and if I never tried to help her, it's not my place to talk shit about her. It's just not. And at this point, because I am the dark mother and some of you know my little babies call me the godmother and whatever, whatever, the the person that is with me on a day-to-day basis or the person that sees me on a day-to-day basis or the person that talks to me on a day-to-day basis, I think that sometimes they get away from the fact that my effect is bigger than me fucking with you on a day-to-day basis, sucking your dick on a day-to-day basis, or doing whatever it is that I do with you on a day-to-day basis. My purpose is way bigger than that. I am that person to you. And don't you ever get this shit fucked up into thinking that you can't be replaced. Just like you could replace me, you could try. It won't work, but the vibe I give is just I'm 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 pretty I'm 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 almost a hundred percent sure you would never find a vibe like this again. So I don't worry about like, oh well he said that you wasn't doing this in the bed, bitch. We ain't talking about the bed. Motherfucker, did you help the motherfucker? Did you how's your heart? How's his head? Is you all right? You know what I'm saying? Is he all right? Do you know how to fix him from the traumas that he had? Do you even know the traumas that he had? Did you even have a fucking conversation? You guys are all fucking with each other on a surface level. You're all fucking each other raw dog. And then you're all turning around and and, and calling these relationships? No, ma'am. No, sir. I'm, I'm, I'm too old to do that. And so the person that chose me, 
and that I chose to be with is a person that understands my weird shit, you know, that understands, like, Denise ain't going to be cute all the time, but I know if I send her to the salon, if I go tell her, get her, you know, her nails and shit done, I send her where she go, she going to come back looking, you know, whatever. I have no interest to impress people in person. I want to impress people in spirit, you know, and when I did my Rage and Reiki class, man, let me tell you something about that shit. Like, the second day of that, I almost cried because, there are so many of us that are walking around just angry and just fucked up, you know, raped and, you know, and, and, and abused and just, you know, taken for granted in life on a day-to-day basis. And when I saw that little Filipina, I will never forget this as long as I fucking live. This is, this is you know, one of those moments that's transitional for you as you, as you think, like, I'm paying for the studio for a whole year, and then I'm going to open another studio with my husband, you know, my soon-to-be husband, and... You know, he's going to do his thing in his, you know, in his realm, and I'm going to do my thing in my realm, but we have an office now. You know, business, that's a marriage, you know. So it's a marriage. So so even if there was no vows exchanged and no rings and y'all saw that, I, you know, I found my ring and all that, um, still a marriage. And I saw this Filipino girl come in, you know, and I went through the, the rigors and rows of, of Rage and Reiki, and I'm hoping that it becomes a worldwide thing. And I tried to get y'all on Spreaker.com, but the problem is, is I have to get my router in there and my router and get everything in there so that you guys can be able to rage at home and calm down with the techniques that I've, that I've designed for y'all in addition to the regular Reiki. We can't even get to the regular Reiki and the home and all that other shit and the bells and the Tibetan shit. We can't even get to that until you address the darkness that you have going on because it's going to block all the chakras. So we can't do that. So... I see this Filipino girl, and and she emailed me, and and I called her back, and she's like, I'm here. And I'm like, holy shit. She's like 15, 20 minutes early. And she's there with her fiancé, her boyfriend. He let her do what she did. Now, mind you, this girl drove all the way from Buffalo, and I'm thankful because I mentor a lot of girls. That's what y'all forget. I mentor a lot of girls. So I could never hate or disrespect or, you know, talk down about any woman, you know, so – Fuck what you heard. Like, come ask me. Like, you know, because I don't like when a lot of you young ladies come and just tell me some shit. Honey, you can't tell me nothing. You can ask me, hey, did you say this or did you mean this? Because I'm going to tell you. Because if you come and you tell me what I said, I'm going to let you believe what the fuck, whatever the fuck you want because I don't care. So the little girl comes in. And she's not a little girl. She's grown. She's tiny. And I give her a hazmat suit. She fills out the disclosures because everything we do on Raging Ray King, you guys can search that on uh on uh, Instagram, hashtag Raging Reiki, R-E-I-K-I, Raging, with spelled with the full G. And you also got, you guys can follow my page on Facebook, Raging Reiki. It's on Facebook. And then, you know, obviously I got back on Facebook probably like maybe a month ago just for, you know, business purposes and to keep in touch. And my Instagram handle is at Scott. We have Twitter, but I have a couple Twitters. So, you know, for all my businesses and that has to get tightened up too. So, the girl comes in and she says, I really prefer using a bat. And she's talking to me just like this, like I'm talking to you. No problem. I go in the car, I get a bat, I have an axe, I have a hammer, I have mallets, I have all that. And um, I hand her the bat. We have the music playing. And uh, she's filling out the disclosures. I put her in the state of mind to get ready to rage. Visualize, conceptualize. 
I get ready. I said, okay, go. Now, the music's already been playing for 10 minutes. And um, she fucked that motherfucking TV up with a motherfucking bat. Then put the shit down, grabbed a motherfucking hanger, a, a, a hammer, and continued to fuck the TV up. So when you go on my page at Scott and you see the TV that was fucked up, like from the first day when you go all the way back, she did that, one person. And when she was done, she was right on the verge of tears. It was a it was a two minute a two minute session because you don't get that long to rage. Like if you gotta come into my my studio and rage for ten minutes, like bitch, you need help. Like you need to go to the doctors, call an ambulance, get Baker acted. I don't know what you need to do. That's that's something else. But two minutes we we realized was the threshold. And right when she was done, I give her a hug. I don't give a fuck who you are, motherfucker. Give me a hug. You understand what I'm saying? Because you obviously are going through something. Like even whores, like even girls that are, you know. And I'm, I, you know, I'm an anti-home movement in in the sense of I don't understand it. But as I started understanding, like a lot of you didn't have mothers, and a lot of you, you know, were raped, and a lot of you had issues with your daddies and shit like that. It made me easier to love y'all because you're not my enemy. You're still a woman. I don't have any enemies. Like it. it if I have to spend the time, my enemy is a broad that don't want to wake up. My enemy is a female who thinks that other women are her enemy. Like, I'm not. You know, so we may not be sisters, like, in blood or whatever, whatever, but I'm still going to probably look out for you more than I would others. So after this girl fucked this damn TV up, I realized that what I do in, in this raging Reiki business is a huge service. And I'm hoping that we're able to deal with the transition of knowing that I'm putting out there something for the community. I'm putting something out there so that people are able to transition into the roles that they need to once they get rid of that dark energy. No questions asked. It's a business. And like I said, yeah, if if y'all know me, y'all been following me. My businesses are four and five years old. I don't promote them because I don't fucking have to. Because if I start promoting that shit, oh, you'll know, and you're gonna be seeing a lot more than just the cussing pastor wearing my zero fuck shit. So I'm gonna leave the show saying that in the end, love is love, and it is the highest vibration that you can have. And I'm learning that, and I'm learning. Do I still have anger? Yes. Please don't fucking come at me no type of way because, bitch, I still have fucking anger issues. But at the same time, while I'm watching other people rage, I have no feeling to rage. Like, I'm not upset with anything or anybody because I accept people as they are. So if you're going to be a piece of shit, you could be a piece of shit, but then I just have to change how I deal with you. That doesn't mean that I don't love you. It just means that you're a piece of shit. And how do you love a piece of shit? You kick it when you feel like it. You pick it up when you feel like it. And you expend it and get rid of it when you feel like it. So that's how I have to deal with you if you're going to be a piece of shit. If you're going to be somebody that wants to be here forever and that just loves me and adores me and takes care of me and makes me feel safe, it makes me feel like you would kill anybody for me or do anything for me, that's a different level of transition because I've really never had that before. So I told y'all in my book that once I found that safety and security, like I felt with my own father. See, I'm not the, I'm not the, the bitch that needs $40. I don't need a pack of new ports. I don't need you to pay my car insurance. I don't need you to pay my Boost Mobile bill. I just need you to be who the fuck you said you were when we met. 
Because if you can't fucking do that, I can't fuck with you. And I need you to protect me. I need you to make sure that, you know, it, you know the biggest person that can hurt me is the person that claims that they love me the most. So it's not who always loves you the most, it's who loves you better that you have to choose. And that within and of itself is a transition. But in the end, I'm selfish. I'm going to always choose Denise. I'm going to always go with what makes me feel best. And those vibrations don't lie. And so I want to I want to leave you guys with this fucking song that honestly is the depiction of how I feel. Like when I did that second Rage and Reiki class, and this ain't even no promo because I don't give a fuck whether you come to class or not. I'm still going to be there uh, Saturdays and Sundays from 3 to 4, room 422 at the NAC. I'm still going to be there Monday nights from 7 to, 7 to 8. And I told you all before, y'all better start coming to that class before these girls from England start flying in just to come to the class, before these broads over here in St. Catharines with the Lululemon motherfucking leggings, the $100 leggings start coming into the class because at that point you're going to have to schedule me and then it's going to be catch me while I care. But I want to leave you guys with this Janelle Monae song that I'm so enamored with because I feel her on a spiritual level, like, on many occasions, you motherfuckers have said, like, I was ugly or I was this or I was that. And just because I don't fit into the mold of these Instagram bras, I'm an older broad. I'm 43 years old. You know what's beautiful to me? Credit, being able to go to the dealership and get what I want, I'm okay. Being able to remodel my family's house, being able to, you know, make sure my stepdad is okay, my son is okay, and the rest of my family is okay. I live a certain way to make sure that the rest of my family is okay and that I'm available to them when they need me. So I don't knock nobody's hustle. I don't I don't knock that. But what you cannot do and you can never deny is the fact that I go out here and I get it every day for my family. And that's a lot more than what I could say about some of you motherfucking men. Okay? When women had to get into the role of the men, and this is nothing against my ex-husband because he pays. That that's not That's not what this is about. This is about these posts that I see, you know, about the pussification of men. And the pussification of men came from Erica Pittman, who actually was on a, a reality show uh, that I was scheduled to be on with Lee Gauss, Dr. Lee Gauss, which was the dentist, my quote-unquote love interest. So you guys have to get to a place where you start holding everybody accountable, including yourself. And so part of your transitioning and your ascension up, not down, up, is understanding, like, you got to fuck with people how they fuck with you or you just fuck with them, and that's what you do. And so this song by Janelle Monet is called I Like That. And she's basically saying, I don't really give a fuck about, like, what you're saying. Like, I remember when you did this to me, and I remember when you did that to me. And part of me being in transition is not really giving a fuck what you really did to me. Like, I have to be that immovable object. I have to be the rock and the stream goes around me. That makes sense to you. So I want y'all to listen to the song, listen to the words, and we're gonna be back for next week for Tell the Truth Tuesday. It's gonna be emotional, very emotional.
math class, third row. I was sitting by you. Right before Mr. Ammon's class. Because my mama couldn't afford new J's polo, thrift store, thrift clothes. That was all I knew. Do you remember? Uh, I remember when you laughed when I cut my perm off and you rated me a six. I was like, damn. But even back then, with the tears in my eyes, I always knew I was.